The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise. Dice today. Welcome back, Initiates, to the Mythos Mysteries, a live play Pulp Cthulhu podcast where improvisers and comedians venture into dangers beyond their wildest imaginings. I am H.P. Helpfirth, your host on this journey into darkness. The mystery punchers are fighting back inside a museum come to life. Richter's conversation with the demon has continued. Red killed a mannequin samurai and was gifted her first katana. And Adrian defeated the Bone Dragon, King Tut, and is now fighting Teddy Roosevelt to the death. So venture forth with us, dear friends, into the mythos. Richter, um, your arms are bleeding as the world uh, of, of kind of your mind around you begins to unravel. Um, you can see glimpses through the kind of shredding walls of this kind of s- space you've created. Um, glimpses of, of uh, the past, of, of Ingrid, of the church, of uh, that time that uh, little Tracy Jones stole your spoons. 
of um, the uh, lascivious glance of Jessica Fletcher uh, of your your childhood in in Germany, where presumably you and Ingrid kind of always hoped you'd find a witch, but never did. No matter how many woods you searched, um, yeah. the German myths lied. Um, but um, your eyes are, are are transfixed on um, on the uh, the Sally creature as as more and more of these eyes begin to open uh, across her face. Um, and Richard, you're you're generally a a pretty curious fellow. Mm-hmm. What do you think is running through your mind right now? Because I feel like for some people, kind of the collapse of a dream would be a, a truly like, oh no, what am I going to do? I need to get out. But I feel like based on the fact that when confronted with like a nightmare monster, your first instinct was like, I would like to ask some questions, please. What do you think is going through Richter's, like Richter in his own mind's conscious mind right now? I think he's trying to figure out if he's speaking to Sally having undergone some kind of metamorphosis or transformation, or if he's speaking to something that has appropriated Sally's likeness or something in between, if Sally mm-hmm. and Croatoa have merged somehow. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Can you roll me um, an education check, please? And that's one of the stats up. That's at just the top, a straight right? characteristic. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Because this isn't like an idea that's sprung up for you. This is just like a, a thing you're, I think, trying to wrap your head around. Yeah, that's a regular success. Okay, great. So um, as uh, kind of like a, a man calmly sipping tea in a tornado, which again, I think is a very Richter moment based on kind of... I think in our, his mind, that's what he would be doing. Well, yeah. also just even talking about our, our, like, even in our earliest episodes talking about, um, you know how he responds to things where it is just kind of this calm, like curious uh, nature, um, even as, as the whole thing is collapsing, I think you're also aware you, you no longer have power over it. So it's not anything to concern yourself with. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you focus, you see that this kind of um, th- uh, thing running at you over uh, the, the creature's shoulder. Um, and suddenly for the first time, you see all of its eyes narrow and turn, um, but it's a moment too late as this figure leaps into the air and kind of like just full body tackles um, the the Sally Croton creature into the table. Uh, and looking up, you see an exhausted, um, filthy, but very much alive Benny, um, who. Grab reaches forward um, with a hand that is floating an inch from his wrist. Uh, there's a, a visible gap uh, between them, um, and he grasps uh, your upper forearm, and um, he just looks at you and he says, "It's both of them. She's become the forgotten god." And then suddenly the fingers spear through the side of his face. Um, and uh, as uh, his eyes roll back up into his head, um, he pushes uh, and you fall backward. Um, and as you you do so, uh, when your back hits the ground, uh, suddenly the entirety of, of this world is gone. You open your eyes just in time to see your hands holding um, a, a 
beautiful but also incredibly horrific idol um, of a uh, a creature um, kind of with a, a thin, like very much an H.R. Geiger kind of body, like less um, in the vein of, of kind of a xenomorph from Alien, but actually closer to that thing that like the, the faux alien from Prometheus, if you've seen that film, it's kind of long um, pointed um, head, uh, but very much the kind of alien hunched shoulders, skeletal body. Um, and it's a, an intricately carved idol uh, of, of a creature that looks like this. Um, and you awake uh, to find your, your uh, hands and arms covered in broken glass, um, blood flowing freely from them, uh, you've clearly punched through a display cabinet. Um, and as you awaken, uh, your hands go wide, your fingers spread, uh, and the idol drops, hitting the ground and shattering. And as it does so, you hear in your very core a hiss and a voice say, I don't know who you are. But you will regret that. Um, and suddenly you're in a museum. Um, you're not sure where you are. Last time you were consciously awake, you were uh, being fed drugs in, um, in an office. Uh, you're still dopey. Your hands, again, like you've got shards of glass uh, throughout your arms. Uh, you seem to be standing in an Aztec exhibit uh, and this idol has shattered at your feet. What do you do? I think I collapse as all the the, the sensory overload kind of comes back. Like I'm awake and there's alarms blaring because I think someone pulled the alarm way back. Like they did four or five episodes. Oh, trust ago. me, that's coming yeah. in at the end of this one. The alarms blaring. I hear the din of combat. My arms are are just shaking. They're just it just feels like exposed nerves from the elbow out. Yep. I, I'm a I'm a wreck. So I think I just. I think my legs give out and I hit, and I just kind of go fetal as I try and clutch my arms into my, uh, I'm wearing like a long coat, right? Like, a, yep. like, a, uh, and, and just like kind of folding in on myself to, to kind of contain the blood, but um, also foolishly probably pressing glass further into me. Like I'm just a, a I understand mess. it's a reflex. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to take three points of damage uh, from the, the glass. Um, and uh, I'm going to need another sanity check there, sir. Sorry to keep pinging you on that, but Richter's having, a, oh, having a rough day for that. This would have been a pass if I hadn't lost sanity already, so that's ah. a fail. Oh, buddy. Uh, um, maybe maybe I'll spend luck to get me there. You sure. can do that for sanity checks, right? Yeah. I'll let you do it in this case. You've been through some shit today. Uh, so you'll only take one point of sanity damage uh, from okay. passing. Um, and as you you lay there, um, again, you can feel the edges of your mind beginning to fray. You feel like you're going to fail. Um, you're still, like, the drugs are still very much in your system. Um, you're just, it. it's pretty bleak for Richter. Yeah. Um, which is when you feel a comforting squeeze on your arm. And looking down, Benny's hand is wrapped around it. Um, just squeezing comfortingly i will note this is the first time the hand has moved Ooh. in my you've been able to observe sight. it yeah also uh last you saw it it was lost in a weird tunnel of pages so yes. shit has changed yeah yeah well it looked like it had been returned to him in my dream mm-hmm. um but now it's here again 
might be some with, kind of gift from an old yeah, friend. I'll, I'm, I'm going to uh, reach up and, and, and take the hand uh, in mine, uh, just as something to squeeze as probably like I fade in and out of consciousness. Yep. Uh, and it just interlocks fingers with you. And no. um, much like Ingrid used to do when you were having nightmares or bad dreams, um, it squeezes and gives you a degree of comfort. Mm. Meanwhile, Red, you found a comfort of a different sort. It's an ancient Japanese sword, which, although not your normal MO, is a nice thing to have when one is missing their other pistol. Absolutely. Um, you can hear the sounds of, of battle um, from the other room. Uh, you're hearing Adrian just yelling. Uh, and also like the the sound of like the clashing of swords mm-hmm. um and uh to your shock and horror uh musket fire um what do you do okay um i would like to hmm, with two health do you think i have the strength to put on like some armor yeah 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 um i i generally speaking my my kind of rules with with health in this game are like particularly because we're doing pulp cthulhu and not just, if it was just straight cthulhu it'd be like no like get to hospital now or you're done <laughs> yeah. um but uh i kind of like to imagine this being either the uh linda hamilton as sarah connor in t2 where it's like just fucking wrecked but being like let's okay. go um or like john mcclain limping to go confront Hans at the end of Die Hard where it's just like the dude's done like his legs fucked like he's just toast but you're still up um and I really feel like I imagine Red is very much the kind of person who like if she were to succumb to her wounds would do so while like running somewhere yeah so I think this is like yeah you're you're fucked up but uh I believe it here's the question Claire what armor does Red put on Oh, uh, I think it's going to be a weird, um, slightly anachronistic with her samurai sword, but I think she's going to put on. We've some played plate- video games, yeah, and I'm gonna, through the two thousands, we know. Put on some plate mail here. Okay, uh, I like, will need keeping a- your arms free, arms free. Just basically, I think I want a breastplate. Yeah. And a Do you take a helmet of any sort? Yeah. With this, with the katana, that's a that's a soul caliber custom character right there. That's, right? Yeah, that's God damn it. <laughs> Eat uh, it, Valdo. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of Valdo Twitter. Yeah. Uh, that one I think is a real thing. So we brace <laughs> brace yourselves. Um, okay, what uh, what does the helmet look like, Claire? Ooh, uh, it uh, it has a big feather at the top. <laughs> I was really um, hoping you were going to say that because that's where my head was at too. A big Having... red feather. Um, and it has a slot for for eyes. Um, and oh, you know what? You know what it is? It's a Roman helmet. Uh, you ah! know, with the feather and it has protection all around but the face is cut out so she can see. Yeah, it's so like a centurion helmet. Yeah. All right. So are we going like push broom? Like hair or just like a single feather? A single feather. Ah, oh, the nerd in me goes, not Roman. I know, I know. <laughs> Admittedly, my history. Rome absorbed a bunch of random places. It this was did. just one of the cool. Like, it's like a Mandalorian who has different shit on their helmet. Like mm-hmm. I get it. Um, plus, it's a museum in the 1930s. I'm pretty sure they stitched half a manatee to an otter in the other room. We're like mermaid. Am I right? 
So like I buy this. Yeah, you Someone... say it's bullshit, but when that thing comes to life and we have to fight it, like I it's all real. Stop spoiling my episodes, <laughs> damn it. Um so uh yeah, Claire, you put on your uh your anachronistic helmet uh of anachronism plus one. Um you take your sword, uh you take your armor, uh, and you stalk angrily yes <laughs> into... i'm fucking pissed she is so mad this is just supposed to be a good old museum heist where they get the whiskey and go and now there's this nonsense so i want to go make sure addy is alive so you walk into this room to see a bunch of mannequin knights fighting a giant skeletal t-rex and a bunch of guys dressed in cavalry gear on horseback fighting everyone and Addie is leaping through the air at Teddy Roosevelt uh, who is a wax figure not a mannequin because that's how the movie was um, who has drawn his cavalry saber and is uh, prepared to engage mm-hmm. that's where we find ourselves um, but before we find out what Red does let's find out what Adrian does Adrian you were leaping through the air at Teddy Roosevelt your arch nemesis since last episode um, <laughs> go ahead and roll a brawl that is a hard success it's uh, all, Teddy it's all Teddy. leading up to this between you and your arch rival Theodore <laughs> Roosevelt <laughs> um Oh yeah, Teddy Ro- fails his uh, his dodge check. Um, so uh, Ryan, describe to me what happens, and then roll your damage. All right. So he's leaping through the air, and I feel like Teddy Roosevelt is trying to do like a strike, and Adrian almost over double overhanded ends up because instead of doing what a swords person would do, he's just stabbing three hundred style with no defense, and he accidentally blocks the strike just from bringing his heavy blade to bear. Uh, and then the large like quillins above his hand just catches Teddy's blade and he hammers it back. So his sword, uh, again, he's just learned down and through. Like he's mm-hmm. got a good system. It's stabby cutty and then he's fine. So yeah. let's see what happens. It's like chopping wood. That is nine damage. Nine damage. All right. Um, you cut uh, into uh, like oh, you... and I feel like with the way he leapt, he probably tackle him off the horse. <laughs> oh, don't worry, bud, we're getting there. Uh, so you, you crash into Teddy, and your your blade slices through. I shit you not, little Texas Teddy Roosevelt's horse. <laughs> um, you uh, drive your blade down through, and he just says, "No, not little Texas." Um, and the two of you clatter to the ground as the stuffed fake horse. Um, like falls apart with stuffing falling out. Um, you uh hear um uh one of the knights be like, "Sire, we we think we found Merlin." Um, and uh, yeah, you clatter to the ground with Teddy Roosevelt. Um, Red, you watch Adrian Diesel uh cut a fake horse in half and collapse to the ground with Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, the rest of the Rough Riders look pretty pissed about that. Uh, and then suddenly through the uh, entrance to the south, you see a knight um, rushing, carrying, like fireman carrying uh, Richter, who is bleeding profusely um, and seems to be kind of drifting in and out of consciousness. What do you do? Oh, my God. Um, she's... <sighs> 
if I fired my gun multiple times in the air, would people be able to hear it right now? Absolutely not. Muskets are being fired. There's lots of cool. weird shit going on. Okay. Uh, then I'm going to make my way. I would like to intercept the knight before he brings Richter into a battle. Okay. Uh, Claire, I'm also going to give you some very good news uh, on the red front. Um, given the uh, fine balance and expert craftsmanship of a katana, uh, I'm going to let you use it the way you would use your handgun uh, in terms of skill-based things. So Oop. because it is a finesse weapon, similar to D&D <laughs> letting you use decks, if you're slashing, not stabbing, you can use it uh, <laughs> using that skill. So remembering how much Tom hated when people picked up swords and were instantly good with them. We are going to do that same thing. <laughs> Admittedly, Red threw away a pistol like two episodes ago, and I'm still not over it, so I can only imagine how mad <laughs> it you hurt. must be. It hurt me. Yeah. So you mean I'll be I'll be playing with uh like You'll be able to roll with your gun? your firearms roll cool. rather than your brawl. Awesome. Um I also hate putting characters in like incredibly dire situations and being like, none of your skills count. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> um, with yeah. Addy, I'm like, he can brawl his way out of this with Red, I'm like, I don't want Claire to make a new character unless she really has to, which you <laughs> might, but let's That's fair. see how it rolls. Hey, friends, it's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about dum-dums and dice. Yeah, so I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably, probably not me, but like Tom, he does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh third person also does really good work i don't know what show this is on but the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dumb dumb dice that's right that address that i totally just said go there join dumb dumbs and dice support the show it's gonna be great Okay, so you're going to uh, rush to the night carrying Yeah, so it's Richter. just, she's going, like, she's sticking to the outside, but she's just going full Terminator. Somebody gets in her path, she's just fucking cutting him down. Like, right. I don't care who it is or what it is. Fantastic. So you you cut your way um, to the knight, um, who is, is again, like, uh, coming in, and he's like, I found Merlin, and also some mystical creatures, at which point the knight gets tackled to the ground. By a seal stitched to a manatee. <laughs> That's right. You got to fight a 1930s sideshow mermaid. Um, did I watch Captain in the Woods a couple days ago? Maybe. It's fine. Um, yeah, there's a weird shitty half mermaid uh, on this knight's back. Uh, the knight falls to the ground, spills Richter out. Richter, you just roll. I assume you're still pretty much out of it. So it's just like... Anybody can take me anywhere they want to. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Um, Red, uh, Richter is just taking a, a spill. There's a weird fake mermaid. What do you do? Is the weird fake mermaid currently occupied fighting the night? Oh, hell yeah. It's going to okay, town on that night. It I is am... truly the greatest show. <laughs> then I'm going to attempt to drag Richter towards the exit of, like, towards the loading bay area sure. of this room. Because he's just a dead weight at this point, And I can't afford to worry about dead weights. Okay, so um, are you trying to... Dr yeah, dragging, I think, is probably right. I don't think you could lift I him. can't carry What uh, What weapon are you going to put away? Um, mm, That's a good question. I don't have a sword holster. 
so uh, have- we can assume you can slip it through something. It's just a matter of like which weapon do you want in hand? Is it good? I would like- do as a kid and put it through like a belt loop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My fisherman pants. Um, <laughs> Look, if I've learned anything, uh, pants are sword proof. Uh, so great. yes, I put the sword away. It's way too unwieldy. Okay, great. So so now it's you're literally just doing like the fucking World War Two like, Private Ryan hand. drag. Yes. Yeah, all right. Yes. Um great. So um Claire, go ahead and roll me a uh, firearms handgun, please. And this is just gonna we're gonna take this as like how it goes for you shooting your way out of this this melee. That's a hard success. Great. So again, I think like none of this is that heroic. It's all just like cranky. Like I have to take out the trash before the garbage truck gets here. It's just like dragging him, like shooting a knight, like shooting a rough rider, like shooting a, a stuffed horse. You like blow away a small dinosaur. It's like a pterodactyl. You're just like, no, <laughs> shooting the head. Um, and as you, you drag, uh, drag him um, kind of, you, you get him to the Tutankhamun exhibit because you know there's a loading dock beyond it. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, um, knights show up on either side, um, and they're like, "Oh, your, your, your highness, uh, we, we we've come to help both you and the wizard Merlin. We've also brought um, these mystical rocks uh, that uh, King Adrian of the realm told us uh, could possibly put an end to this nightmare." Uh, hey, ex- excellent, uh, my dear subjects, I require you to take. Merlin, and deliver him to the dock. And she's going to kind of... Are there boats nearby, Highness? Uh, no, where where the strange vehicles go with the four wheels. Ah, the horse wagons. Talking in a British wagons. accent now. <laughs> Whoops. I don't know what you mean. There's no accents here. We all sound like this. L- Except L- that German. Except <laughs> the Germans. Well, we've got our issues with them, I'll tell you what. But not uh, with Merlin. <laughs> She's going to take uh like take the the um, the stones the tablet mm-hmm. shove him in Richter's coat or pockets or whatever he has and then just kind of like be like uh, um I need you to get him to safety to that door over there and just make sure no one can get to him do you understand me They they both nod also I should point out this tablet's like a fucking big tablet but oh, okay. uh, it's in two pieces but that's fine they they pick him up they're big mannequins um, they grab him uh, and they, they take off running. Uh, you turn back to see Adrian facing down his arch nemesis, Teddy Roosevelt. Um, uh, Teddy's going to take a swing at you, um, Ryan, uh, with his saber. Uh, I just need to look up some stats for a second here. Um, what, uh, what do you think, Ryan, based on your leadership as Adrian, what do you think the knights around you, how are they fighting? Are they doing well against the, the cavalry? Or are they doing badly? What's going on? I think the knights are probably doing pretty well because from what we've seen of uh, Claire shooting the samurai, the muskets won't put a knight down. So they can just get shot and keep fighting according to logic of not getting killed by decapitation. Like the armor would be a weird advantage in this fight. Um, but I do think they get distracted because if they manage to bring down a rough rider, the knights start arguing over who gets to keep the horse because they're all <laughs> on horse right now uh, and they would yeah, definitely want horses. All right. Excellent. So um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt uh, brings his uh, saber up um, and he looks back at little Texas uh, with a, a waxy tear in his eye and he just says, nothing in this world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort, pain and difficulty. I 
intend to bring you all three. And he tries to stab you uh, directly in the face. Yeah, I feel like Adrian just bellows right back in his face. You made me hurt a pony. Uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll a dodge, please, bud. See how much damage you can mitigate. That is a success. Uh, okay. Uh, so you'll take a little bit less, but you're still going to take a bunch because he rolled very, very well. Uh, you're going to take uh, 11 points of damage. Uh, does, as Does my oh, armor take off too as it has previously? It does indeed, yes. Dope. Um, so nine points of damage as he tries to drive his uh, cavalry saber down into you. Uh, unfortunately, you are wearing full plate. Uh, so there's one thing we know about cavalry swords, not great at stabbing. Um, so kind of like it still cuts along the side of your neck uh, rather deeply, but um, it does shear the blade away from uh, your vital organs. Um, so you're, you're bleeding openly now, uh, but the good news is Teddy's sword is stuck in the ground. Uh, Adrian, what do you do? Uh, Slash red, what do you do? Because uh, you're coming in to help. So I, we'll do Adrian's round and then your round red as you rush in. I feel like Adrian, he's got cut. He hates that. Uh, Teddy's stuck. I feel like he would kick him over onto his back and then try to bring the sword down and just take his whole head off. Cool. Full headsman slash? Yeah. Cool. And uh, Red, what, what are you doing as you rush in? Okay, so my goal is I want to see... Are there any bottles of whiskey around me? Um, we can say you picked one up on your way back from Merlin. Cool. So in one hand I have a bottle of whiskey, and the other hand I have a samurai sword, and she just wants to stalk over, cut this guy down, grab Adrian, and get the fuck out. All right, so um, with bottle in hand, um, Adrian's like doing that classic like sword versus sword push. Um, and you walk over and just slash through the side of a fairly recent president, uh, recently dead president, Teddy Roosevelt, um, knocking him down onto his back. Uh, and then you just take a big swig of, of whiskey and just kind of gesture broadly um, at Adrian. Uh, and Adrian, you raise that sword up. Uh, what do you say as you decapitate Beloved President Teddy Roosevelt. I just say, take this, Mordred. Uh, and then I, I cut his head off. Amazing. Um, so you drive the blade down, um, uh, lopping his head off uh, at the neck. Um, at which point uh, you kind of like chest heaving, look up, having defeated Mordred, having truly uh, ended the, the, the nightmare of uh, the Knights of the Round Table. Uh, only to see George Washington and Abraham Lincoln storming in, axes in hand. Uh, Richter, you're on the loading dock. Uh, man, that Hall of Presidents, bad fucking call. Um, you uh, you have two knights with you, which I think would be stranger if you were kind of in your right mind. Um, but um, they're holding out um, a broken tablet to you um, and just saying, uh, please, uh, Wizard Merlin, you you must help us. Apparently, you have the power to stop this. I, I'm, I'm a wizard. <laughs> yes, you are the Wizard Merlin. The Mummy Gary told us so. Gary's mother, I'm a Merlin. But what is das? And I, I gesture to the tablet. Um, looking down, uh, you see um, letters uh, and shapes um, shifting and moving on this broken tablet. 
It reminds you a bit of the the occult tomes you've looked at. Okay. Um, I'm still a little loopy, so I'm like, hold it still. You're moving it too much. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. Totally with you. Makes sense. Um, so, uh, Richter, as you... Uh, can you roll me, please, a uh, an idea? So an int check. 78 is a success. Okay. Um, you managed to, to kind of, like, focus enough to know that even though... I mean, I guess you're Merlin... Uh, and these these knights need you to do something. Um, and you realize that um, as long as this tablet remains broken, um, whatever bullshit is happening will continue to happen. Um, based on kind of how Richter approaches things, how do you think Richter uh, tries to fix this broken tablet or end this, this curse that seems to be uh, afflicting everyone? I will give you advantage on this, because you did charm everyone against curses. <laughs> um, uh, it's in two big chunks. This tablet. Yeah, like think like um like uh in my head it's just a fucking like Ten Commandments tablet. Like it's a Rosetta big stone, stone tablet. Yeah, yeah, like a Rosetta Stone that's been broken in half. Um, not unlike the tablet from. Night at the museum, um, but it's broken in half, um, and you can see words swirling over it. So clearly, it's infused with occult energy. You don't necessarily understand it. You can either try and focus your mind to understand what's written. You can try and repair it. Um, what do you think Richter would do? He would probably want to understand it before doing anything else. Okay, um, so go ahead and roll me an occult check, please. Occult. This might be a hard success. It's not. It's a regular success. Regular success. Okay. Um, so you, as you you focus, um, it begins to slowly um, kind of form into things you can understand. And it's not a, a language you recognize, uh, but it is definitely something that visually, as long as you're focusing on it, you, you get the rough intent. Um and uh, you realize um, that there, there seems to be um, a seal on it. Um, so the, the tablet itself seemed to have gone off when it was dropped. But um, there is, uh, as is always the way with cursed objects and these sorts of things, there is a way to essentially recork the bottle. Um, based on everything you've just been through, this will require you to risk your mind yet again. But do you think you would do it? Uh, yeah. Um, so reading aloud, uh, the words you attempt, uh, to bring this, this hullabaloo to an end. Um, go ahead and roll me a sanity check. What I will say, Tyler, is either way you're going to succeed. Just how much it just depends on what the cost is. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Back of my head explodes. Uh, it's a success. Right. Yeah. Um, so you will oof. Uh you'll lose eight sanity, but you will gain eight uh Holy mythos. Mythos. Okay. I rolled a D eight instead of a D twelve. So good news is could have lost more. Bad news is I still rolled an eight. Um Tyler, what's your sanity at now, buddy? Uh I'm <laughs> just uh I apologize. I'm just a little bit fried. I'm actually gonna have to take out my calculator app to do this very simple arithmetic. Oh no, just <laughs> 
All good, buddy. I, I don't need to know for now. That's a that's a. Oh, I just know. I I know. I'd want to know because then the right. bets of listeners would want to know. Right. I'm I'm at 18 sanity. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I'm glad I asked. Fair enough. Um. So Richter, uh, you form the words Klaatu Verata Niktu, and suddenly, uh, the two halves snap together, decapitating one of the knights. Um. <laughs> The uh, tablet sends off a pulse uh, and suddenly um, read, uh, you've buried your katana to the hilt uh, in the chest of George Washington. Um, yeah. Addie, uh, you and Honest Abe are locked in like close combat, um, fighting back and forth. Um, and suddenly uh, they freeze up. And Adrian, just with with full rage, you just slice that wax motherfucker in half. Uh, just John Wilkes Bootham um, and uh, Red, you you draw uh, your katana uh, from George Washington, uh, who honestly kind of deserved it. Um, and a few feet away, you see something that just brings a smile to your exhausted face, framed as it is by your anachronistic Roman helmet. Uh, you see the pistol you threw as a distraction. So shoving the katana into the back of your breastplate, you go over and pick up your lost gun uh, while still, of course, keeping the whiskey bottle. Um, there's a giant pile of dinosaurs, <laughs> rough riders and knights. Uh, there's an unmoving, weird manatee thing. Um, there's a, a cut in half King Tutankhamen. Um, but the two of you uh, have survived the night at the museum. Uh, and also the, it's also the first time you've been able to touch base since this started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you look at each other wearing your armor. What do you say? It's true. You look ridiculous. Both of you. That's amazing. <laughs> you both look insane. Adrian, I don't think we've ever looked better. Why didn't you hide? You could have died. I don't hide. Eddie. Well, we're going to have a change in strategy in the future because you're going to learn to hide or I'm not going to let you leave the hospital. <laughs> and with that, the two of you uh, meet up with um, <laughs> old man Richter. Uh, Richter, you've managed to to get to your feet. Uh, honestly, um, the cost of uh, sanity kind of helps you with this because you're a little too far gone to notice how bad things are. Uh, how do you greet your your two returning companions? Uh, if I'm, if I'm still loopy from the drugs, the and yes, wild mind journey, um, and just my, uh, uh, just like having my sanity, like peeled back layer by layer. I think I'm just enthusiastically waving with blood, a bloody hand, like splattering like my face and like the wall and floor a little bit with the, with with the enthusiasm of my wave, being and your like, other hand is is intertwined with. <laughs> I'm just holding a separate hand, hand. With the other one, yeah. yeah, down at my side, yeah. Oh, and I'm just waving. Dear. We're gonna Hi, have to Grandpa. deal with him. Hello. Oh, you don't have to worry about him. He's the wizard Merlin, and I have been named King of the Britons. I'm um, taking off my plate and my helmet and and getting rid of all of that kind of nonsense. I am cool. not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, think you would. And so uh, the three of you make your way uh, to the uh, loading dock exit um, to hear on the loudspeaker outside, we know you're in there. Come out with your hands up. 
Oh, yeah, I kind of shot a museum guy. This episode of the Mythos Mysteries features the voices of Ryan the Plant at the Ryan the Plant on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, and Keeper Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And the Mythos Mysteries show logo was created by Decapitated Marker. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are Dark Alleys and Sentinel by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. And all of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are Dum Dum Dice. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. All hail the mythos. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Caitlin O, Zekin X, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of, that the inhuman shape in the corner of your room is just your laundry piled on a chair. But as you hear the ghostly, ragged breathing that doesn't belong to you, you realize your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, You'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. Join us every Wednesday and learn the games we play while the gang tries their best to solve the mysteries, hunt the monsters, and protect the innocent. Their intentions are good. Their dice rolls, not so much. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.